today. Are you ready for the highest and fastest poster in the world? Are you ready for a thrill? Island dares you to come face to face with the beast. The beast. Seven thousand Tomfield's Rapture, we are currently experiencing a mechanical issue, and we do not know the length of the delay. Once again, we are experiencing a mechanical issue. That's like two episodes in a row now. No, like, I don't know. That's two episodes now where I've started by, like, doing my own rendition of the Millennium Force theme. I'll be there later today, so that'll be, that'll be nice. Welcome back. It is 1.43 on a Saturday afternoon, August 12th, 2023, the date of recording. My name is Lunaris. How are you doing? How are you? Hopefully you're doing good. I'm, uh, I'm doing not too shabby myself. Pretty short on hours at work, though, because we're getting into our slow season. Uh, I'm not going to get into uh, what exactly... I do, but uh, it's a uh, it's seasonal dependent. So we're really busy during the summer and really busy during the winter. But uh, as we get into like fall and August, fall and August, yeah, that makes sense. As we get into um, the later parts of those seasons, that we start to really slow down. So here we are. We're in the ending part of August, and I'm uh, I'm here. Short on hours at work. I got bills to pay, man. But uh, hopefully you guys aren't in that same situation. So welcome back to the Single Rider Line. Single Rider Line podcast. We are on episode seven, I believe. I'm not keeping track, man. I'm just recording. I keep track of coaster news that comes through. I, uh, you know, I do that. Make sure you guys stay up to date on everything and go from there. I did want to talk this week about working at King's Island. That was such a good time. Um, if you ever get the chance to work at a park, do so. It uh, doesn't necessarily pay the best. I'll say that right now. But being able to do what you do, what you love as a job is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly fun. Um, everybody I talked to about this before I, uh, before I started working there was like, oh, you're not going to like it. You know, you don't get to ride, you know? And I was like, yeah, duh, no shit. <laughs> of course you don't get to ride. The whole point is that you're operating coasters, um, or rides in my case. But 
I was a my home ride was uh, Extreme Skyflyer at Kings Island. That is their sky coaster there. Um, beforehand, I had never rode um, ex- Extreme Skyflyer before I had worked there, which is a little weird. I mean, it is an upcharge to uh, to ride that in the first place. But um, I totally lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? As my brain decides to load. It's like the uh, fucking... God damn it. The, the, the dial-up sound effect. Yeah, that's what's going through my head right now. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I had never rode Skyflyer up until that point. Um, amazing, amazing ride, by the way. Um, if you get there early and uh, you only get charged like $10, $15 compared to like the 25 it could cost you um, later in the night. But definitely, definitely would recommend. And it gives you a better insight into park procedure as well. And it, uh, it really kind of makes you feel for some of the employees that get shit from other park guests. Like... <laughs> I, like there's just nothing that they can typically do because the park guests will be bad because, you know, uh, their daughter can't ride when she's too short or, you know, I'm too large to ride and I'm pissed. Like there's nothing we can do about that. I'm I'm sorry, but that's just how the circumstances are. People people just don't uh, don't really comprehend that, unfortunately. And uh, working, at, working at Kings Island, I'm not super close with anybody I worked with there, but I'm still good friends with them. Um, you know, I'll see them at the park still working because some of them came back for the next season. And it's so nice just to be able to, you know, have people there that you know and you can uh, relate to because you worked with them for days upon days upon days. And uh, they're just... They're just really good people. Um, shout outs to uh, Alec and Jamie. You two are incredible people to work with and just just, just really nice in general. Um, Malik as well. Malik, good to uh, it was good working with you, man. And uh, go into Waffle House after work. <laughs> that was fun, too. We would uh, get off work because it's we were working during hot. So, you know, we'd, we'd get out of there at. 12 1 a.m uh whenever the park closed and uh you know we're all hungry nothing is open so we're like hey let's go to waffle house and uh that was always a wonderful wonderful decision i spent way too much money on food there but uh but hey who who really cares who really cares Wish I could work there again. Unfortunately, I am uh, not going to be able to for the foreseeable future because I have bills to pay. And, you know, not having, you know, maybe I could go work there. Tell them, hey, I'm free for the next two weeks. Sign me up. I need the extra money. We have like nothing going on at work. Send help. <laughs> um, I wish I could do that. That'd be really, really nice. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe in the future, but uh, yeah, I need a stable job that's going to pay well. And unfortunately, Kings Island is not a stable job um, because it's seasonal and it doesn't pay well enough. It's a good second job, you know, 
if you're willing to work two jobs, then I would highly recommend it or just whatever park is closest to you. I was working two jobs last season. I was working my current job and uh, also at Kings Island. That was excruciating. I was working seven days a week, roughly 90 hours between both jobs. It was uh, it was rough, man. <laughs> it was extremely, extremely rough. I would get off work and I'd be working like 50 hours at my normal job. And then Friday, I would get up, go to the park, work from like 7 to close. Saturday, I would work from typically open till like 4 or noon till close. And then Sunday, rinse and repeat, same thing. <laughs> it was, uh, it, the paychecks were nice, I'll say that. But, uh, you know, I did not have a single day to rest. It was uh, not exactly, not exactly fun. Uh, I could talk more about that. And uh, I'm sure I will in the future, along with like stories and experiences. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and move on for now because we got some more news to cover. We're in announcement season, baby. We are in announcement season. It's really, really nice and also kind of sad, but also really nice because we're getting to see what's coming next year and uh, being able to, you know, see what's coming in the future. We got stuff to look forward to. As far as announcements go, Carowinds has reopened Fury 325. Good to see. You like to see it. I was expecting Fury to be down for the foreseeable future into next season. But no, um, they are on top of it over there at Carowinds. They put out a statement on August 10th, so Thursday. This past Thursday as of recording. Carowinds today announced that Fury 325 has reopened following the completion of the repair and testing process and a final inspection by the North Carolina Department of Labor. The North Carolina Department of Labor's Elevator and Amusement Device Bureau. The return of uh, the return to operation marks the end of a comprehensive plan dedicated to ensuring the safety and operational readiness of the coaster over the past several weeks crews installed a new steel column fabricated by Bulliger and Mabillard BNM the ride manufacturer uh, by Bulger Mabillard uh, the ride manufacturer ensuring uh, precise alignment and fastening of the track column uh, connection that was such a weird weirdly worded sentence Working closely with BNM and our consultants, the team initiated a series of detailed tests to ensure the coaster's safety and integrity. These included a accelerometer test that used sensors to make uh, to measure any variation in the ride experience. After that, we operated the ride for 500 plus test cycles, performing tests uh, and inspections to ensure the ride's integrity throughout that period. BNM and a third-party testing firm then conducted a final inspection to ensure the ride surpassed all required specifications. Earlier today, August 10th, the Bureau conducted a final inspection and formally approved the ride for and, and formally approved reopening of the ride. 
We extend our sincerest thanks to all those who worked tirelessly over the past few weeks to repair and prepare Fury 325 for reopening. We are excited to welcome back our guests to one of Carowinds' most popular rides. Round of applause again to Carowinds. Good to hear. They have been giving us updates all throughout this thing. They gave one on July 6th, whenever it initially happened. Um, they gave one on July 12th, on July 27th, and now August 10th. They have been communicating throughout this entire process. I don't know what else, you, what more you could ask for as far as carowinds and communication goes. But I can tell you right now, I will happily book my ass back down to carowinds to get a ride in on fury because that is my favorite bnm period speaking of bnm doherty park announces iron menace dive coaster for 2024 el toro ryan was right in his predictions Coming in 2024, I'm just going to go ahead and read this news press article from Coaster 101. Coming in 2024, brave guests at Dony Park will be able to ride the North, Northeast's first dive coaster, Iron Menace. The seven across three. Oh, it's only seven across this time. It's not eight across. Damn, they have even smaller trains. The seven across three road, tra- uh, three deep trains will be uh, hauled up 160 feet, where you'll be held for three seconds over 152 uh, 95 degree vertical drop. So they're doing what Dr. Diabolical did and going beyond vertical. B&M stepping outside of their comfort zone on this one. Uh, well, hey, this one's a bit closer to me, so I will be able to uh, actually get out to this one because getting out to Dr. Diabolical is going to uh, take me a while considering it's out in Texas. Uh, it's going to be the park's third B&M, joining a Talon and Hydra. Uh, it'll be the coaster's eighth. It'll be the park's eighth coaster. Um, the seventh B&M dive coaster. The seventeenth B&M dive coaster in the world. The sixth in the U.S. and the second to feature seven across seating and a beyond vertical drop. Okay, so oh, so uh, Doctor Diabolical did have seven across seating. Okay, okay, makes sense. Uh, it will also be tied with Yukon Striker for the most inversions on a dive coaster with four. Inch arresting. Uh, so it's going to hold you at the drop for three seconds, go into a 95 degree drop, and it's going to go into an Immelman because that's how all dive coasters are. Uh, it's going to go into a barrel roll over the station. That's neat. It's going to go into a tilted, it's gonna, a, what they call a tilted loop or an inclined loop. That's the first one on a dive coaster, if I'm not wrong. It's then going to go into a corkscrew, um, dive back down to the ground, pop back up and into the brake run. This thing is going to have two trains. It's 2,169 feet long. Uh, and it's going to have a top speed of 64 miles an hour. I am pretty happy with this. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's Iron Menace, you know? I'm I'm happy for the park. I'm glad they're finally getting something after God, how long? A long ass time. I don't know how long. I'm not a Dorney Park regular. I've never I've never been there, actually. Um But yeah, I'm happy that they're finally getting something. It looks like a solid addition. Um uh, nothing groundbreaking, obviously, nothing we haven't seen before. But uh, you know, ninety five degree dive coaster, second one in the world. I'm happy with it. 
I think if you had your expectations super high, then, uh, you know, you're kind of biting yourself in the ass right now. But, hey. what are, I mean, this is what I keep saying about expectations. Everybody's expectations gets way too fucking high. And then they finally announce it. And they're like, oh, why wasn't it this? Why wasn't it that? Well, your expectations were too high in the first place. So, you know, you're kind of you're kind of asking for it. I do like the theme of this coaster. It's very, uh, or not theme, but like just the uh, aesthetic. It's very like steel, like like it's part of like the steel mill type thing. Um, it's called Iron Men. I mean, it's called Iron Menace for Pete's sake. Um, and all the promotional art, they have like a bunch of like factories in the background, putting out a bunch of smog into our atmosphere because that's what we need more of. Um, it's got like a orange color to the tracks that's another orange bm dive um are all the cedar fair dive coasters orange one two three yeah that's yeah they are they are because yukon and valraven are the same color now iron menace is the same color nice <laughs> the supports are a dark gray not complaining there eh, it's more of a lighter gray the more i look at it and then the station is like a steel mill shed type thing. Hashtag what's in the shed. <laughs> but uh, it looks it looks interesting and uh, it should be should be a good time. We'll definitely be getting out there next year to give this a ride. Speaking of more announcements, my home park. As I itch my nose, Kings Island announcing a new area and a new coaster for 2024. I was not expecting this. I can tell you that right now. Um, I wasn't expecting a anything major. But we did get something. Well, to be fair, it's nothing major. I wasn't expecting... Uh, God damn it. I can't talk today. I wasn't expecting a new coaster. There we go. I was expecting maybe a few, you know, flat rides, like Snoopy flat rides. Or something over in Soak City, because they just took out uh, a little thing over in Soak City earlier this year. But they announced a new Camp Snoopy area um, to the park. So I don't know if they're just renaming all of Planet Snoopy to Camp Snoopy. But uh, this new area is going to include... Uh, the first ever Cedar Fair and Vacoma or New Age Vacoma project. It is going to be a family boomerang coaster, so that'll be fun. Um, 672 feet long. Um, <laughs> I'm just reading. I'm just trying to find the uh, rest of the stats. It's not going to show the stats, is it? That's unfortunate. But yeah, it looks really nice. It looks like a, just like a new area. Um, it's not going to be just the coaster either. It's going to be just... A, uh, I mean, they're going to have some new stuff for kids as well. Some new like play areas. Um, they're going to have this like water kayak ride thing, it looks like. Um, along with some more play areas. Flying Ace Aerial Chase is getting a new repaint um, to look like leaves and like trees. The supports are going to be like a wood brown. And the uh, track is going to be painted like a deep green. The new coaster is going to be called Snoopy's Soapbox 
Racers coming in 2024. I am really happy with this. I think the fact that King's Island has spent two years adding uh, kids rides or one kids ride last year and one more thrill ride. And then this year they're doing a full blown, um, you know, Planet Snoopy expansion. It looks good. It looks really damn good. They're keeping the trees and stuff. There's going to be lots of plants from the uh, concept art that they're showing. And uh, it'll be two family... Oh, yeah, it's two uh, Vacoma family coasters right next to each other because Flying Ace is also a uh, Vacoma hanging bang. Sweet. That'll be uh, that'll be neat to see. I'm excited for this, not going to lie. It's Again, it's not a major coaster, but I think it looks, I think it looks fun. The uh, family boomerangs have yet to uh, have yet to be on one but that'll be that'll be that'll be a lot of fun those lines are going to be awful though because it's only 20 people per train and you know with kids that's going to take forever to uh <laughs> that's gonna take forever to load and uh you know it's a boomerang so it's one train only so hey you know what i'm not complaining though i will uh gladly gladly take a new coaster that'll be what seven 16 coasters now at the park I don't let me, let me think about this so we got um, Invertigo Bat Banshee Orion Flight of Fear Beast Mystic Timbers Diamondback Um, backlot stunt coaster. Woodstock Express. That's ten. Flying Ace Aerial Chase. That's eleven. Um, the Great Pumpkin Coaster. That's twelve. So this will be their thirteenth coaster, if I'm not wrong. Don't quote me on that, but I believe this is their thirteenth coaster. So good to see. I like it. I like it. We're getting consistent additions to uh, to Kings Island, and they're putting good money into the park. Will not complain whatsoever. Bit of a shorter episode this week, um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up here. Go ahead. I'm going to start plugging my. I'm going to start plugging my social media. You know what? I'm going to start doing that so that you guys can go and. Uh, Drop me a follow. I'll keep you posted on when, when new episodes are up. Uh, go ahead and follow my Twitter at Lunaris IRL. Uh, L-U-N-A-R-U-S-I-R-L on Twitter. Um, you will see all of my posts there. I am quite active on Twitter. Oh, wait. So, sorry. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X now. Yeah. <laughs> go follow me on x i hate how that sounds uh you can do the same thing on instagram as well this under uh this is lunaris is my name on there um this underscore is underscore lunaris um you'll be able to see all of my uh roller coaster trips and such so uh, i appreciate that if you did go ahead and drop me a follow i'm gonna go ahead and head out i'm headed to cedar point tonight so i will see you guys next time in a single writer line.